Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew. But wouldn't more already disappear out of the holodeck? I think the only thing holographic is your brain. No, you fool, we're going to review an animated uh, movie on this here podcast. Brilliant! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Why would anybody want to listen to geek, two geeks like us? Because, you fool, these people have uh, are so very easily entertained. Okay, Drew. Nerf! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who just likes shooting at odd, oddly shaped swans, Jacob. <laughs> Why, thank you, and like you to do some man who I would like to challenge to uh, to a game of catch and fire. Welcome, Drew. I'd prefer we not. Yeah, no. <laughs> How are you doing today, Jacob? I, I am doing very well, and you know, hello to everyone who is on our Facebook Live right now. Uh, yeah, so yeah, day's been pretty good. It's been a really good day. Really good day. I got home and started to relax. And, um, lost track of time. Lost track of time, like I normally do. We normally start at 6. and I'm going to start texting you about 30 minutes ahead of time. <laughs> True. Like, you know, I, I have a d- the attention span of a squirrel, so yeah. <laughs> Either way, be like my day's gone pretty well. How about you? Um, my day's been pretty good. I'm uh, glad we're near the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been pretty good. Good. Uh, what have you been watching? Oh, sadly, I haven't really had any time to watch anything really. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, instead of pl- uh watching, I actually did play something. Amazing! You actually finally stuck your toe in that water. Yes, I did actually. Uh, what did you play? Super Mario. Uh, what is it? Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Okay. On the Super Nintendo Mini, which you uh, graciously bought. Super Nintendo? Yeah, the Super so Nintendo. Super Mario World. Super Mario World. I apologize. That's a difference. Yeah, there, there is a difference. There's you know, a very distinct difference. Yes. You know, this one has Yoshi in it. Exactly. Um, How far through the game are you? I uh, got to the second level. Okay, so here's the thing about Super Mario World. Well, the, 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 the second. directions. Yes. I went to the right. Hmm. Okay. Can I make a suggestion? What would that be? Go to the left. Okay, fine then. I will go to the left. I'm so, and here's why. Why? If you go to the left, you beat that level, you're going to unlock a secret. Okay. That will make some of the rest of the game a little bit easier. Okay. All right, good deal. Just letting you know. I got you. Uh, let's see. Other than that, uh, we did a review for um, the Movie of the Week podcast, which mm-hmm. is another podcast for you and me are part of with uh, our other host, Jim. And uh, we did review over uh, Marvel Studios Thor, mm-hmm. and I know that like you can, you can catch that out. You can catch uh, that review of that podcast at some point in the near future. I'm, I think he said he's trying to get it out tomorrow, but do not quote me on that. Okay, or last Wednesday for you on the audio side. Yeah, um, yeah. Be like, I really enjoyed that film. Uh, it's one of those films that I, I'd watched, you know, once. And I was like, okay, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And watching it again, I, I found I found myself enjoying it more and more. And kind of like a film we may be reviewing and may not be reviewing tonight, found I enjoyed it better the second time I watched it. I think I know how tonight's going to go. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> Once again, I have the negative thoughts. Anyway. Uh, hey, who said I don't have negative thoughts about this film? <laughs> I'm just remembering... 
the last princess movie we reviewed around this time of year. Oh. Last year. Oh. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. There have been a lot of princess movies. <laughs> that we've reviewed? <laughs> a few. Either way. I go on. The only one I know of besides oh, Anastasia, Asia. which is what I'm talking That's about. That's okay. That one, okay. Was. No, we haven't done that yet. And technically, the only one you, that counts would, or at least as far as I'm concerned, we did do Wreck-It Ralph, which has what I consider a Disney princess. In well, it, but one, we did Frozen, which is our first episode. That's Tangled, right. which is the okay, first so we've we did. done those two princess yes. movies, but anyway. Yeah. Those were the first two. They slipped my mind. <laughs> it was a, what, a year and a half? About. About a year and a half ago. About a thousand downloads ago, yes. Yeah. Which is go over a thousand awesome. Downloads. Which is awesome, by the way. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that that is what I've been playing and watching. So what are you been watching or playing? Uh, a little of both. Uh, <laughs> of course, there is our Final Fantasy VII remake stream that we've been doing. Yes. On, we did this last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Might be switching to Saturdays just for ease of programming. Ah. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, also. Uh, been playing some Persona 5 Royal. That's been in, mm-hmm. that's been fun, and some more Zelda Breath of the Wild. I have been watching a show that's not animated. It came yep. on in the eighties. It's a sitcom. Oh yeah, called Night Court. Oh yeah. I am enjoying the ever loving fool out of that movie. Movie out show. of that show. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of season three, and it's like this is some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. <laughs> I love this show. Oh, good deal. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching. What okay. do we got in the news? Uh, news-wise. Okay. All right. So, in our, we have two. We have one sad bit of news and two, you know, good news. Okay. Okay. So, the first, our first bit of news is, uh, sadly, we lost the uh, the longtime Pixar direct, Pixar Disney director, mm-hmm. uh, artist Rob Gil, Rob Gibbs. At the age of 55, uh, he is primarily known for uh, his work on Monsters, Inc. I mean, he's done several pro- several projects with both Disney and Pixar. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, details on his death have not been revealed yet. Uh, apparently, it was revealed on Facebook and Twitter uh, early on Friday, which has been April 24th. Okay. So, uh, yeah, another people... Um, it's... They're going to be like, it could be conditioned to what, what has been going on in the world, or it could simply just be the uh, uh, God's timing. God's timing for him to leave. It happens. Yeah, it does. I like how you make it sound like COVID and God's timing, oh. even though I know that's not what you meant. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I knew that's not what you meant. Anyway, what's, yeah. our, what's our good news? Okay, so I have, so the two, two, bit of new, two good bit of news that I have, Two good bits of news? Two big bits of news. There we go. There we go. That'll work. That'll work. Okay. So, so this isn't movie-wise. They turned into a very terrible movie. But apparently, they're bringing the first, the first three books of Avatar The Last Airbender to Netflix. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, uh, this will be... For those who are, you know, stuck at home due to the uh, mm-hmm. coronavirus, and uh, stay either stay stay in home order or shelter in home, shelter in. Um. Uh, so yeah, Avatar: The Last Airbender is going to be the Netflix 
on May 15th. Okay. So that's a bit of good news. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, our third bit of you know good news would be that the movie Scoob, which was supposed to come out in theaters, which mm-hmm. sadly isn't, which I'm kind of bummed about, uh, will be, be available for 48-hour rental on primary video on demand for $19.99, or pre- apparently it's the Warner Brothers uh, streaming platform. Yeah, HBO should be back. HBO Max should be up and running by then. Yeah, that is true. Um, if I'm remembering the release dates, Chloe. All right. The title will also be available on a primary on a on your primarily digital platforms. Well, yeah. You mean participating? Thank you. You can actually read it. I couldn't for the moment. Primary is yeah, everything. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you, dude. <laughs> Calm it down. I know you had a long Simmer day. Simmer down. Simmer down now. Simmer down. <laughs> so, um, I think you did miss one bit of news that I happened to catch. What would that be? So, do you remember the show when we were kids called Sailor Moon? Yes. You know it's had a recent new dub to fix most of the problems the old dub had? I've heard of this. Did you know it's being released? All the first three seasons are being released on YouTube? I... No, I didn't know about that. They're being released on YouTube. Okay, I, interesting. I believe it's Viz Media that's releasing it since they're the ones who uh, own their copyright over here. Uh, yeah, it's being released to YouTube. That's all three seasons, first three seasons. Now, is it purchase or what? For free. free? Oh wow, that's a lot for free. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so. Either they are just be like, oh, we just want to dump it and just let people view it, or I don't think it's dump it. I think, well, you know what I mean, just dump it out there. You know, you know, let it be free for everybody, because Sailor Moon is a huge property for oh, yeah. you know kids of the nineties, and so just to simply just put it on now, YouTube and not put it on a streaming platform. To be specific. Okay, so we did have a very interesting uh, Elizabeth uh, just posted uh, just posted in the chat. What Sailor Moon binge for me? <laughs> All right, so you're welcome. You're welcome, Elizabeth. You are welcome. By the way, love your bread. You're gonna say that every yes, single time. Yes, I will. Aren't you? <laughs> hey, Not that I disagree. Gotta pro- but gotta promote, man. Gotta promote. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, apparently Sailor Moon will be on YouTube. Yeah, so keep an we- eye out for that. So since we are, I will say this in revealing show news. Yeah, show news. Uh, since we are looking at the live show being a regular thing at this point, yeah, uh, I'm going to be working on the set so it's more than just this blanket on a board back here with a hat hanging. So uh, for those of you watch, who watch the live stream, keep an eye out for that. There may be some interesting things in the background yeah. going forward. Yeah, my work so, on yeah. something. All right, cool. That's really cool. So uh, I I couldn't help myself anyway. Oh, by the way, uh, I didn't mention that uh, the uh, scoop will be available on May fifteenth. All right. So we may want to do a reaction of that. We are still talking about that. We yes. haven't figured out how exactly we're going to do it. Yeah. Because um, I mean, technically we can't let the audio go over the stream from the movie, right? For legal reasons, uh-huh. and we obviously can't show the video, but we want to show our reactions to it. Yeah. Which I just realized means I am going to have to clean the apartment. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So keep an eye out for us possibly doing that in the near future. Yeah. So let's move into the spoiler-free section of our review for the movie 
The Swan Princess. Let's swan this, baby. I may have unpopular opinions. Fair <laughs> warning, people. Be prepared. Wrong movie. That would have made the movie better. It'd be, that's a better song. Than the movie. Yeah, that's beside the point. So, mm. um, this is the first time I've watched this movie. Okay, interesting. I have no nostalgia for it. Yeah. I know several people in the chat probably do. And for, to those people, I have to apologize. Because I am about to rip this movie apart when we get into the spoiler <laughs> section. It's not... Eh. Just I say don't like mind. this movie. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. That, that is I perfectly... I like this movie. It is perfectly fine not I'll, to like a movie. And I guess, really, in order to get into why, we'll just have to get to the dislikes. So exactly. You go ahead. Okay. And you tell me why you thought it was better the second time through, and then while I go find a thermometer, you obviously got to be delirious. <laughs> Okay, Not so that I can get out of the hole here. No, so uh, to give you to give you a little background on you know how I discovered this film, to give you a reference where I started listening, so heard about this movie mm-hmm. was uh, a podcast called The Animation Addicts. Uh, they're a po- they're a, they're a trio of uh, animation uh, enthusiasts like we are. That's actually the the origin of where I started with. The uh, the subcast. Mm-hmm. So big shout out to the Animation Addicts podcast for inspiring uh, this show. And so if you want a really good another good animation um, podcast that has been going on for much longer than we have, uh, go check them out. They're really good. And so okay. they they did a review over this film, and I heard I'd be able to listen to it as okay. And so I'd be like I did I did a little research, and I found it on I bought it from Amazon watched it and my first viewing of it was like okay this is really weird mm-hmm. this is really odd and uh, yeah yeah it's it's a very odd film let's say that but on its second viewing of the reviewing this film I, I found it had a lot more charm than I realized mm-hmm. um, um I'm not gonna say I thoroughly I, this is not my favorite film ever it's not going to be uh, but I, I have a lot more appreciation for the film itself. Uh, there are a ton of flaws in this film and, um, some of it's very baffling and there, there's one little bit of information I will get into, which is like, will blow your ever living mind. Explain a lot. No, it won't, but it's a very interesting tidbit of information, Okay, then. which is canon apparently. <laughs> All right. All right. I will say so, this. I am amazed that there are nine sequels to this movie. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like when I was doing some preliminary research, yes. Looking through IMDb, trying to see if I'm going to recognize yeah. well, one, but that one doesn't really count. Okay. Uh, you know, trying to look and see what I can find. About right. This movie. And I saw that there were nine other movies based on this. Mm-hmm. It's like, Okay, I've never watched the ballet that this is technically based on. Right. That's a bit of a stretch from my understanding. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's no a very me. big stretch. Yeah. Just, it's but a ballad. That's all it is. Ballet. 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 Yeah. A ballad is something entirely different. Yes. Okay, yeah. Ballet. Yes. Uh, I don't know where they came up with sequel material. <laughs> you can be like... 
I, I knew originally, you know, this is non-spoiler, but originally when they did this film, they were going to do a trilogy of films. And apparently that spawned off to another six. This movie barely exists as a single movie, much less have more story yeah. to it. Yeah, well, oddly enough, the 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 most recent edition came out in 2019. For humanity. <laughs> anyway. So uh, well, I it, guess what sorry. Well, it has a very big cult following. And it'd be like it has be like it's you know what? More, it's grown in popularity this, since then. I have no room to talk when it comes to a quote unquote cult film yeah because i like a lot of cult films right we're gonna i'm just gonna have to let y'all enjoy it more power to you if this is your thing this is not my thing and honestly i'm not gonna say because it's a princess film it's not my thing because there's a lot of princess films that i've seen that are actually good have a good story this is not one of them Mm. so i i do be like i just realized we, we uh we made an error We've actually done four princess films right currently. Okay, so we got Frozen. Yeah. Tangled. Tangled. Anastasia. Correct. We're not counting Wreck-It Ralph, even though I want to. Yes. We've done. It's a girl with a fin. We have done Little Mermaid. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Like you said, it's a year and a half of material. Exactly. There's a lot. I'm doing my best just to go in and fix all the mistakes I made previously. <laughs> so, yeah. For those of you who are curious... And going back through material, yeah, you might notice some changes to some of our old stuff. Not anything drastic. You're still getting our goofy audio quality in cases, but right, trying to get where we can actually release in some more locations because I messed up on a couple, and I technically did not include some information. But anyway, eh, you live and learn. Uh, let's go ahead and move into <laughs> our spoiler-filled section All right. for this movie. All right, we'll see y'all on the other side. Bye. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie The Swan Princess. Listener discretion is advised. The Swan Princess was written and directed by Richie Rich. That's an interesting name. Is he rich? You don't even know what I referenced, do you? Yes, uh, I do. The comic strip Richie Rich? Yes, Well, this is this guy's actual name, Uh Richard Rich. It's like, are you sure this isn't the pseudonym? It's my thought. (laughs) But anyway, um, he previously directed The Black Cauldron and The Fox and the Hound. Uh Uh-huh. It was also written by Brian Nissen, who previously wrote something called The Scarecrow, which looked like it was, uh, I know he said Alice in Wonderland. has nothing. Wizard of Oz. It's Wizard of Oz. It looked like it was Wizard of Oz related. Uh, The music was written by Lex de Azevedo. My apologies for mispronouncing that name. And I couldn't really find anything of note that he did. Okay. Except nine <laughs> sequels <laughs> yes. to uh-huh. The Swan Princess. Yes. Uh, in nine, in most cases, people, let's just go ahead and assume, if I don't mention it, they were in at least a couple of the sequels to this movie. Many of them reprised their roles for years. Uh, the cast includes uh, Jack Palance as Lord Rothbart. In the movie City Slickers, he played Curly. Mm-hmm. And in the movie Shane, he played Jack Wilson. That's who that is. Howard McGillan played Prince Derek. And he was uh, an extra in a lot, and I do mean a lot of stuff, but nothing that was a real big, this is his biggest thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm being mean. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh 
Michelle Nicastro played Princess Odette. And in the movie When Harry Met Sally, she played Amanda. Okay. John Cleese plays John Bob. He was, of course, a member of the comedy troupe Monty Python, which means he was in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Mm -hmm. along with a bunch of other movies, but that's the one I've actually seen. Yes. Also, in the James Bond franchise, he was the second Q, who everyone hated. Really? Well, I say everyone hated. I hated. (laughs) Okay. That role is not meant for a comedian to play, I'm just saying. Gotcha. Uh, Stephen Wright played Speed, and in the Emoji movie, he played Meh. Okay. Meh, then. Yeah, meh. Meh. That's what the emoji was named. Meh. We're going to have to do that movie at some point. Unfortunately. Yes. Uh, Steve Vinovich played Puffin. Oh, and Puffin. Once again, he was an extra in a lot of things, but nothing that really stuck out. Yeah. Mark Herlick played Lord Rogers. And uh, in Jurassic Park 3, he played Ben Hildebrand. Joel McKinnon Miller played Bromley, and in Rush Hour 2, he played Tex. Okay. I don't remember Tex. Me either. It's been a while since I've seen those ones. Yeah. Now I'm going to be looking for a guy named Tex next time I watch it. Gotcha. Uh, Dakin Matthew played King William, Mm. and in the newer True Grit movie, he played Colonel Stonehill. Okay. And last but not least, Sandy Duncan played uh, Queen Ubert. Uberta, in she played Vixie in the Fox and the Hound. Oh, okay. So there's a few Fox and the Hound connections. A couple. A couple. I'm sure the director just called up people at first and says, hey, I need you in a movie. Yeah. Can you come over? Yeah. So kind of, you know, speaking of like... I don't know this for certain. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. So when you had people like Richard Rich and uh, Don Bluth uh, either get fired or simply quit Disney back in the 80s, they just go and make their own animation they, companies that somehow exist. Yeah. So this Except was Don Bluth made a lot better movies. In my humble opinion. Yes. Either way, either way, the be like, yeah, it's you know, this movie comes out and this Don Bluth films come out of uh the departure of Disney by a lot of people from mm-hmm. uh, Disney. And so yeah. So yeah. Interesting little tidbit. So uh, what's our box office on this movie? All right. So our box office and a little bit more. Uh, Okay. So we have a score of 6.4 on IMDb. Now, just to verify, that's 6.4 out of 100? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Continue. All right. Yeah. I forgot that part. Either way. I just have to verify because 6.5, when you just say 6.5, it's like... Okay, is that, if that sounds actually doesn't sound half bad because that could be out of ten, but if it's six point four out of a hundred, yeah, it's six point it's six point four out of ten. Only he never mind. Yeah, it's out of ten, not a hundred. <laughs> I can see where this is going to go really quick. <laughs> this can be fun. Oh yes, <laughs> it will be very fun. <laughs> I uh, have opinions, people. <laughs> yes, and they're going to be many. <laughs> so um, I'm not going. I'm going to try and not pull a Jacob Brandt. Okay, this is... Oh, okay. I got you. I got you, brother. I got you. All right. Eventually, I'm going to say something. You're going to slap me. I know that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, um, where was I? Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yes. It has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's 66%, 66% audience score. 
Okay. So apparently the audience liked it better than the reviewers. Okay, then. All right. So production was by Crest Animation Production, founded in 1986, and mm-hmm. was debunked in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, its films of note are Alpha and Omega, which came out in 2010, and The King and I in, two, in 1999. Okay. All right. Nest Film Entertainment, founded in 1987, and... What they're known for is producing all eight <laughs> of the Swan Princess sequels. This is the only thing that guy ever did ever again, <laughs> it sounds like. That is a very strong possibility. Okay. All right. So I it was... saying nine it's, is seven. Yeah. It's seven. seven it just looks eight. like nine when you're looking at the IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's somewhere around eight. So let's just say eight. It's a franchise. For yeah, better it's, or worse. it's a huge franchise. Apparently, uh, it was distrib- it was distributed by then was uh, Columbia TriStar, which that no longer exists. Yeah, they do. Columbia TriStar. Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind. Columbia TriStar. They don't call it Columbia TriStar. You have Columbia Pictures, who keep putting out Spider-Man movies, right? And TriStar, which is the other side of the company that they tend to give to art movies. We're trying to put, tend to put that name on art movies, but it's still all Sony. I got you. They just quit calling the entire company Columbia TriStar. Okay, gotcha. Except, anyway, it's the same company. Sorry. All right, good deal. Um, but technically, New Line is the ones who developed it. Okay. Which is owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I am intruding upon your trail. You are, you are fine, my friend. All right, so it was released on November 8, November 18th, 1994 in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, that's when they re-released The Lion King. Not a wise release window. No, it was not. <laughs> there were several films that came out during the exact same time that kind of crippled this movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it had a budget of $45 million. Okay. On its opening weekend, it, had, it, it gained... $2.4 million mm-hmm. on November 20th of 1994. Its U.S. capital gross was $9.7 million, mm-hmm. and its worldwide release was the exact same thing. So it was way under budget. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it lost so much money. And, yet, and be like, it was considered a, it was a, a financial failure. And when it came to the VHS DVD market, it mm-hmm. actually f- caught a, it caught a fire, and like you said, it has eight sequels to it now. So apparently, for some reason, for some reason, we 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 will you know get into that later. I'm trying not to be too negative, but I just can't help it. <laughs> I, I understand. All right, so I did find something in the chat. Someone piped up in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mickey Pena. Hi, Mickey. Uh, stated that Sandy Duncan is from Tyler, Texas. You I think know? I knew that, but I couldn't place it. Okay. But anyway. Yeah. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I've heard of that before. Uh, so, yeah, that, that is our, our numbers and production. All righty. Moving into our summary of our movie. King William's Chancellor, Sir Rothbart, plans to take King William's kingdom for himself by mastering a type of dark magic known as the Forbidden Arts. Aren't all Dark Arts? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, just verifying this. Before he can strike, Rothbart is arrested. Despite calls for his death, King William spares his life 
and banishes him forever. A hateful Rothbart swears revenge on King William and tells him that he will one day get his power back and take everything William owns and loves, but is banished to the evil and dangerous Swan Lake. That is not the description that (laughs) That, goes with that name. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Where he makes it his home. King William and his friend, Queen Uberta, make their... Make their children, Odette and Derek, meet every summer, hoping that they will fall in love and marry, uniting their two kingdoms. When they meet for the first time, the royal children take an immediate dislike towards each other, but as the years pass, they gradually fall in love. However, Derek only expresses love for Odette's beauty, and she and her father leave disappointed. On their journey home, they are ambushed by Rothbart, who is now a sorcerer, and transforms into a great animal with his new powers kidnapping Odette and fatally injuring William. Derek arrives on the scene and William tells him about the great animal. It's not what it seems. And that Odette is gone. After searching and finding no sign of Odette, the entire kingdom assumes that she is dead. Uberta encourages her son to find another princess, but Derek is determined to find Odette, believing that she is still alive. Derek and his best friend Bromley practice hunting every day in preparation to face the great animal with help from Alberta's valet, Lord Rogers. Elsewhere, Rothbart is keeping Odette captive as swan-like. He has cast a powerful spell that turns Odette into a swan during the day. At night, she can become human temporarily if she is on the lake when the moonlight touches it. Every night, Rothbart asks Odette to marry him so he can rule William's kingdom legally. But she refuses, and the moonlight leaves the lake, and she turns back into a swan. During her captivity, she befriends a turtle named Speed, a French frog named Jean-Bob, who claims to be a prince, and an Irish puffin named Lieutenant Puffin. Such a creative name. Yeah. Puffin and Just Odette, a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Puffin and Odette, in her swan form, fly together to find Derek. By chance, they stumble upon Derek in the woods as he is searching for the great animal. Derek mistakes Odette for the great animal, having deduced that the creature is a shapeshifter, and tries to kill her. The ensuing chase leads Derek to Swan Lake, where he witnesses Odette's change from swan to human when the moon rises. The two share a loving reunion, and Odette tells Derek that the spell can only be broken by a vow of everlasting love. Derek invites Odette to the ball at the castle the following night, hoping to declare to the world of his love for her. Derek leaves just as Rothbart arrives and doesn't know the Enchanter heard the whole conversation. Rothbart tells Odette that she will make it; she will never make it to the ball, for there will be no moon on that night. Such, much to her dismay and sorrow, fearing that Derek's vow would ruin his plans, Rothbart decides to transform his cheerful hag sidekick Bridget to the point that she appears to be Odette, ensuring that if Odette made the vow to her as the wrong woman, Odette will die. On the night of the ball, Rothbart imprisons Odette, in swan form, in the dungeon of his castle, along with Brumley, whom he had found in the woods the other night. Bridget, in the form of human Odette, arrives at the ball, where she dances with Derek, who is unaware of her true identity. At Swan Lake, Puffin, Speed, and John Bob manage to free Odette from the dungeon through a duel with two hungry alligators, and she flies to the castle, but is too late. Derek makes the vow of everlasting love to the wrong girl, and Rothbart bursts in, revealing to Derek the fake's true form. Realizing his mistake, Derek races after Odette back to Swan Lake, where she finally transforms back into her human form as Derek holds a dying Odette in his arms. She tells him she loves him before succumbing. 
A furious Derek confronts Rothbart, demanding him to undo the spell. Rothbart transforms into the great animal, and a battle ensues with Rothbart overpowering Derek. Odette's animal friends return Derek's bow to him, and Bromley, who has also escaped the dungeon, provides Derek with a single arrow. Derek catches and fires the arrow into the great animal's heart, killing him. A heartbroken Derek confesses his love to Odette, and she revives. The spell on her is broken. Derek and Odette get married, and they, and they, along with Rogers, Uberta, King William's servants, Bromley, and the animals move into Rothbart's former castle. Meanwhile, Bridget redeems herself and falls in love with Uberta's lackey, Sir Chamberlain. Puffin becomes the general of an army of swans. Jean-Bob, thanks to Odette's kiss, turns into a prince and sees himself as a human thanks to a... Thanks, thanks to seeing himself in his reflection. He is not. He is still a frog. And Odette and Derek decide to live happily ever after. Until the next seven movies. Yeah. So. Okay. So. What is your first like? Okay. So. I want to hear this. I do have likes. Okay. Believe it or not. Okay. I found okay. the likes. Okay. Uh, her swan, tr- her transformation scene from swan to human is actually done very well yes if the effect is done well all three times i think we see the effect Well, the first time it's the title but uh, all every time we see it's done well it's hides it we don't actually get to see her physically transform because she gets hidden by this cloud that she can come out of and she's fully human but the way all that looks actually worked pretty well for me it's kind of makes me think of and admittedly, I've never gone and watched a ballet, so I don't know exactly. But this kind of is how I would picture you would handle a swan to human transformation, right? If assuming you have a swan on stage, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it, it worked for me. So yeah, what's your first like? My first like would be the movie was actually very. I'm not gonna say it was done excellently, but it was well done animation wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are a ton of scenes. There are a ton of animation scenes that are done very well in the style that the movie's in, and I enjoyed that because be like the the critics even back then when the movie came out in ninety four were saying be like you know technically it's a really you know mm-hmm. well done movie, and I even had I even read one review where it said it's technically better than the Lion King, which I would disagree with them completely I would on disagree that. Disagree with that, but. I would also say, in all fairness, Lion King is doing something entirely different than yeah. this one. But anyway. Yeah, it's it's the technical work on this movie was done very well. There Now, granted, there are a lot of problems, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But uh, this, the the animation-wise, the how they did the characters and a lot of the, the, uh, the character movements are done very well and very mm-hmm. smooth. And I enjoyed that part of it. So yeah, my my first like is the the animation. Okay. What is your number two? You you say the animation. I'm going to specifically mention many of the animation effects. Okay. And where I saw most of this was at the ball, specifically in the horribly named "Princesses on Parade" section. Oh yes. As much as I hate the song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more on that later. Uh, that actual. The way they handle the jewels and a lot of the shine, which admittedly I can only really point to in my head, energy attacks from Dragon Ball Z as being of a similar type effect. It kind of works here. It gives you the idea of glitz and glamour among these that really you don't get 
otherwise throughout yeah. this movie, it it's made me kind of think of this is people coming to a ball to find out who the prince is going to marry and possibly edge their way into the running if possible. So that kind of worked for me, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. It wasn't great, but it actually worked. There was even some great uh some great uh lens flares, believe it or not, in that segment that yeah. worked well. So Okay. Yeah, that's my second like. What's your second like? My second like would be that it's a fairly decent story. The um the the fact that you have be at its core, it's a decent story. Mm-hmm. It's a decent story. Uh I do like that they they adapted the uh the uh the ballet the ballet to this mm-hmm. and uh like when you said be like the swan lake be like i didn't know the the castle in which rock bar was you know i didn't either that's just what wikipedia called it uh, okay didn't but, know but that honestly that's a good enough name for that lake as anything else true but uh it, it, it at, its, at its core it has a very decent story mm-hmm. has a decent story it has you know your 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 love romantic you know romantic story your uh, adventure, your comedy, mm-hmm. all of that, and uh, it's 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 told fairly well, sold fairly well, and be like I I I applore, I be like applore, but I door, yeah, let's just use that door. Okay, I, I I adored this film for you know going that length of having a you know a fairly good story. Okay, all right. So what is your number three? My third like. My third like actually is uh, the relationship we see between the two from the first time they meet yeah. until obviously they're falling in love with each other. Yeah, that that at least works for me because it's the idea of like they didn't they it wasn't love at first sight, right? Because they hated each other, right? But I love how you can clearly see how this girl and this guy, yeah, they do look and. The tr- as as they do each scene where, as the, and they're growing up, it actually fits in such a way to the point where you, you can even see sh- that Odette matures faster than the boys do. Of course, that's what they girls do. That's what girls do. They didn't go completely childish with it, which so many people do if they're trying to do that sort mm-hmm. of scene where they they just hate each other up until they're finally adults and they finally see each other. It's like, oh, you're actually pretty. Uh, <laughs> True. I mean that part happens. Don't yes, get it, me wrong. it does. That but does she happen. She was just she had already gotten past the point. Where it's like you know what? I hate being here. I'm going to try and make the best of it. Yeah. And he's of course not because he's a boy. Yeah. But anyway, it, it, that that worked for me. It's it's not the greatest thing, but yeah. Yeah, I do actually like that part. So. Oh, okay. What's your third line? I, I I do want to point out there's in the middle of the. It might my third like I'm kind of splitting between between because I'd forgotten this part uh, was actually the first song where Derek and uh, Odette actually meet or the second time where they had to spend time with each other in summer mm-hmm. with the that first song be like this wasn't my idea of fun yeah and there I enjoy I enjoy it because it's so playful and so fun mm-hmm. and uh, where. The, the animation it's done very well there there's a few little hiccups here and there but um i still enjoy it there 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 are so many points of where uh, I, I think it's when the second time they come and meet and they're like like they're pl- 
playing swords with each other, mm-hmm. and she's coming down the stairs and jumps on him, starts pounding him. Yeah, and the 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 parents are just like like oogling over. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so amazing! He's, Odette is pounding the crap out of Derek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That was amazing. Uh, that song be like the the way it's animated and the 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 growth of the two characters. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. And so, kind of to go into that where. Derek be like, he says, be like, you know, be like, oh, you're so beautiful, but what else? It's like, well, what else is there? And then you have the... the and, and you can just feel it's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, what, what is the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the servant's name? What's his name? Rogers. You, Rogers. Thank you. I, I love the character of Rogers when he's like, eh. Yeah, that, that was per. I love his character. It's great. Now, the, the second point I want to bring out is actually Derek's arc his his character arc which is not much let's say that mm-hmm. be like he he gets obsessed with the the gray animal and hunting and uh like a lot what medieval you know guys would do uh you know trying to find odette and not giving up and uh he he goes from someone that be like well there's only beauty there's only beauty and he starts he he loves odette for who she is and her smarts and yeah. her cleverness and uh, he he his development into that person, and I, I found that really um, I found it really just I, I thought it was great to, to see this character grow, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really really sharp of the, the uh, really sharp of the writers to do that to actually have your character develop into a, a, a more sophist- pseudo sophisticated character. Okay, so yeah, that's my number three. So going into my first dislike. Here we go. I'm, I'm going to start. Okay. The band of animals scene where he's oh. hunting the animals with that paint scene. arrows. Yes. Even if it's real, I feel stupid. Um, <laughs> that was the most grown worthy sequence I think I've seen in a while. Okay. Um, it's here's the thing. That could have been good. Okay. I swear I've seen something similar in a Disney film that did it well. I can't think off the top of my head what it is right now, but I can see it in my mind, a much better version of this done, and I just can't think of where. Uh, It's, I hate to say it's childish, because... It is a children's film. It is a children's film. But it speaks of something I'm going to talk about later... Probably okay. around the time I get to my third like. Okay. But it's, it feels cheap. Okay. It's the best way. To, there's, there's something about it that feels cheap. Every joke in there you can see coming. It's very obvious the guy in the bunny suit is pretending to be Bugs Bunny throughout most of it. Right. Which is fine if it works. I mean, the moose didn't try to be Bullwinkle, which would have been interesting. But, and there wasn't a flying squirrel. But... Yeah. That would be funnier. That would have been funnier. But at the same time, I was watching this and going, what is happening right now? This is, he is endangering the lives of these people. I know there are paintball things at yeah. the end of these, at the end of these arrows, but there is still, he is still shooting large stakes at them for sport. Yeah. Well, no, don't do that. <laughs> well, he is a prince after all. <laughs> A good prince yeah. is not going to shoot his own people. He's not going to use them to practice hunting. I didn't say he was a good prince. 
but he should be. <laughs> I would agree with you on that. It's one thing to <laughs> subvert yes. the the princess genre that arguably Disney had at this point almost overdone. Right. But here's the difference. I at no point, and this is kind of getting into some of my other problems, but at no point do, do I find Derek somebody I want to root for to get the girl. Agreed. And the fact that he shoots his own people with paint arrows or whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah. is just proof of this. He He's selfish. He's uh, pig-headed. He's so stupid that he doesn't realize that when she says, and besides my beauty, what else do you like? To, he's so stupid he doesn't say, oh, and I love you. Goodness gracious, if you had said that and he kind of didn't mean it, I'd accept it more because that's obvious. Right. You should be smart enough to say, it's like, what do you like about, what, besides how pretty you think I am, how, how, what else do you love about me? It's like, I just love you. Do you say I just love you? You should also mean it, by the way. Yeah. But <laughs> you should. And it's just, he's too stupid to realize. And he gets into for lack of a better term, what I call the Prince Humperdinck syndrome. Okay. If you've ever seen uh, Princess Bride, you remember you have Prince Humperdinck is the the prince that Humperdinck. Buttercup is supposed to marry, marry at the end of the movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert. No, I'm not going to spoil it. Go watch that movie. It's an amazing yeah. movie. It's on Disney Plus right now. By the time this comes out, I think it is. Yes. Um, as of the live show, it's not. So yeah. anyway... Throughout the movie, throughout the book and the movie, he is obsessed with hunting. Yeah, his entire reason for even marrying, wanting to marry her, is because he has to have an heir in order to continue being the, in order to continue being, uh, to take able to take over the throne when right. the time comes. Right. And the whole point of that movie is he's, I don't want to spoil it, but he, he's the one who gets the people to assassinate, tried tried to assassinate her. To blame it on the other countries so they can go to war. He's so worried about the hunting that he, A, he's missing the beauty in front of him because he's being that practical. Now, that's not what Derek is having to deal with. Right. He's obsessed with hunting because when he found out Odette was dead, he realized, oh, I love her. It's like, how shallow are you that it takes her death for you to realize you love her? But... He gets, then at that point he is obsessed with hunting throughout the whole rest of the movie until he shoots Odette just in time for her to turn into the swamp, turn turn back into human form. He almost shoots. Almost her. shoots her. Might as well have shot her. And it's like, and that's somehow it's like you are hunting her, and not in the way that one hunts for their true love. You were hunt. You wanted to kill her, despite the fact you didn't know who she was. Yeah. And mind you, you he's going me off a hunch. Here's, and here's the thing. He spent every summer with her for how many years? Yeah. Even if she he hated her over the course of that amount of time, you're telling me he's not going to recognize certain ways that she moves that should be recognizable in quote-unquote swan form? You would think. That should we give him pause if he's paying attention? He's not paying attention. He's like, oh, you're a giant flying bird that I've never apparently seen before, except on the locket I gave you 15 years ago mm -hmm. or however long ago. Right. I'm going to shoot you because you're obviously mocking me. <laughs> it's like, 
No! You are an imbecile, <laughs> Prince Derek. <laughs> and as much as I think Odette's not much better, she deserves better. But anyway, I'm just ranting at this point. Oh, it's all good. I, I will continue ranting in my second point. Okay. What is your first well, dislike? Well, I'm, I'm actually going to come to Derek's defense, in a way. Okay. I think you can. Okay. So, when when Derek makes makes the bumbling mistake of saying what else is there in his in her this, besides her beauty. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me give the example. Okay, you are in a a situation. I would also like to point out before we get too far that I have never even been in the situation to tell a girl I love her. So, okay. <laughs> I am speaking out of my behind. Okay. So, we're we have all made the mistake of saying something we regretted saying. We, yeah. we, we've all done that. I grant you that. And like you be like we we like you said, we kind of just say it off the top of our tongue and not really thinking about it. And so I, I feel that even though I agree that Derek is kind of a dupe, not a a, dupe, a doofball, goofball. Let's say that goofball. Let's read. Oh, no, I like doofball. That sounds good. Yeah, it sounds like a doofball. And uh, and be like, yeah, he he made the mistake. Be like, he, he does love Odette, but he doesn't know how to describe it. And uh, I'd be like, we we've all been in that situation where we we've said something, and or we've done something that we we had the full intention of saying this or doing this, but we wound up doing this. Mm-hmm. So kind of in a defense for Derek, be like, he was kind of caught up in the moment, caught up in the moment of be like, it's okay, I love her, but I I. The words are lost at me, so I, I would just kind of come to that to our characters' defense that, and he takes out his grief by shooting his subjects. Apparently, because the <laughs> servants are taking a day off, so they get the band to do it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just I'd be like, I I completely agree that Derek is a a, a goof a goof nut or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> it's like yeah. He he, he he does have his flaws. He does his flaws. I agree with it, but just the the fact I that I just don't believe him actually in love with her. Okay, all. yeah, I I would have. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. All right, like first like first dislike. I mean, okay, so kind of like our last review of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few reused animations in this movie. A lot of them. Well, it is a cheap movie. Yeah, it's it's a relatively I'm cheap being, movie. Trying to be nice about it, but it is. A- it's a movie made on a budget. Yeah. So I'd be like, you find that there are a lot of scenes that were, that were repurposed from several films. Mm-hmm. You have obviously the dance scene from sleeping beauty. Yeah. They, they use that one. They use the, the alligator character model from all dogs go to heaven with one of the alligators, which you can very clearly see. It's the, it's the exact same character model. Minus the, the, um. I may have to fight you on some of this. Okay. Because, for one thing, it can't legally be the same stuff because legally they can't pull anything from Disney and they really shouldn't be pulling anything from Don Bluth. Uh, they did. <laughs> you can tell. They, they ought to be sued. They sued, yes. that's illegal. Yes, but apparently they, gotta go with, they got away with it. Because this is a bad movie. <laughs> And the movie lost money. Uh, just being nice, the movie lost money by the normal metric people. It's a bomb, by the way. Normal people gauge how well a movie performs, right? Because as much as we love home video sales, 
they're not what people go to and they say, how well did this movie perform? Right. They, as far as they knew, if neither Disney nor Don Bluth, if Don Bluth even cared, could have gone to these people for money. Right. Just threw the pants off them. They would never have survived. Right. So I, I did be like in the second watch, even in the first watching, I noticed is okay. I see a, there's a lot of like a lot of the dances, a lot of the, there, there are several scenes throughout this movie that are pulled almost directly from other films that like just pulling, you know, animation scenes and just laying over their character design on top of that. Kind of like what Disney did quite a bit in uh, Robin Hood, but at a far more extent. And so I just, that would be my one dislike. My first dislike would actually be the, almost the hijacking of other, uh, the plagiarism, the plagiarism. Yeah. That's what, that's what it is. Cause it's unlike Robin hood, which could legally do all this stuff and it not be considered plagiarism. Right. Cause Disney owned all this. They didn't. This company didn't. And I'm surprised no. Sony allowed it to happen. I can say Sony cause they owned Columbia TriStar at this point. Ah, so yeah, that, that is my, that is my number one. What is your number two? Moving into the second part of my rant. Here we go. <laughs> um, you know, there's a point of me that goes, I'm not, that is saying I need to calm down. That this is not a movie meant for me, obviously. And not every movie needs to be meant for me. Right. I understand this. And not every movie I am going to find funny. That's a comedy. Just because people's sense of humors are different. Right. I understand this. However, none of the comedy worked in this movie for me. <laughs> the whole thing with John Bob thinking he's the Frog Prince was painfully obvious from scene one he's not the Frog Prince. Right. The Puffin, who's named Puffin, showing up for apparently... No reason, really? Yeah. Closest I, I can get is they were mar- trying to go off the Cinderella vibe by make, making him kind of the Jacques character. Right. I can actually explain sorta. that. <laughs> and then you've got Speed. Yeah. Speedy. Who I can't hear throughout half the movie because <laughs> of how low and monotone his voice is. Now, he works for a turtle. Don't, don't get me wrong. Right. But these three guys are the crux of what the comedy is written around. Mm-hmm. And it's a point. What it, what these three characters represent yeah. is taking the wrong lesson from Disney. Let me explain. Okay. Every Disney princess film, from Snow White all the way to Frozen 2, mm-hmm. the character has sidekicks. Oh, yeah. Most of the time, they are animals. It's a princess staple. Right. Now, here's one of the things that Disney usually does. The princess can't actually understand what the, what the stinking animals are saying. She doesn't hold conversations with them other than w- what we might have with talking to our pets. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of how it fits. Yeah. Now, granted, she can turn into a swan. I can kind of sort of understand how she might pick up some language tidbits. Yeah. Between languages, assuming swans and frogs and penguins and turtles, turtles. can actually talk, speak the same language and talk yes. to one another. Mm-hmm. Which, you know what, even that I would let slide for this. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. 
every single one of those Disney princess movies with their animal sidekicks. They, I feel, are likable. Okay. There's not one that I can actively say, I don't like this character. Okay. Now, I know you don't like the chicken from Moana. Right. But I would guarantee that he actually still fills the niche correctly of the Disney princess sidekick. Okay. These three don't. Because mm. they they help. Do not get me wrong. They help. They provide comedy relief. But they're not likable. Not to me anyway. Because okay. you've got the idiot. The obviously smart one who is a turtle for some reason. And I can't understand half of what he's saying. So I can't. I can't like what I can't hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it's obviously I'm when almost everything about these three characters you learn from what they're saying, mm-hmm. and then the puffin, to me, just comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden he's part of the gang, way too quickly. Okay, for my liking, and I'm, I'm almost done because <laughs> I can see you jumping at the bed over there. Okay, um, what these three characters have don't have that every other Disney princess sidekick has. Yeah. Including Anastasia, I would say. Okay. When there's not many animal sidekicks in that, but I mean, okay. there is the horse. Isn't there a horse? Am I confusing something? Yes. I don't know. There is one. It's it's. Isn't there a dog? Yeah, there's a dog. There's a dog. It's Puka. Been, it's been a while since I've seen Anastasia. Yeah, Puka. That actually handles it right. Right. Because what they do that this movie doesn't do is they show primarily i'm not even saying they don't tell because we have had princess things that talk princess sidekicks that talk but they primarily are there for show everything you like about them has almost nothing to do with what they say but how they act yeah these three guys a as little animation as these three guys even have the turtle bless his heart can't do much because they went with the Let's be a slow turtle and we're going to, you know, he can't do much just because he's a slow guy as it does anyway. Because the whole joke is his name is Speed and he's a slow turtle. Yeah. The frog is stupid, which almost is heresy considering how much my mom loves, me and my mom love frogs. Mm. (laughs) But to say, to say this, the sentence, the frog is stupid. Yeah. He's not that interesting a character. Yeah. Because he's just. Oh, obviously I'm a prince because I'm a frog and I think I'm the frog prince. And, oh, look, we know from the very second he shows up on screen that by the end of the movie, she's going to kiss him and he's not going to turn into a human Mm. because that's the joke. And you got the puffin that comes, like I said, straight out of nowhere. And then he's actually the most important of the three because he's the only one that can fly with her. I just don't like these three characters. Okay. Is what it comes down to. I just don't like them because i don't think they are and i don't think they're good princess sidekicks okay they are animals there are animal friends from the forest that always show up around princess characters in these kind of movies okay but they're not good characters they're not people i would hang out she's like (laughs) this is more like the three random weirdos she's imprisoned with is really what it's more like (laughs) bell had it better off than this oh wow okay (laughs) A, a, like a 22 round went off on that one. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> she might've had in a, uh, furniture and clocks and candlesticks coming to life, but 
good night. I actually like all those characters. Right. I don't like these three guys. <laughs> okay. They are. It's like they come right out of nowhere halfway through the movie. Right. And I'm supposed to care. And I don't. Okay. But anyway. Well, I mean, like, I, I will, there again, I will come to the defense of these characters mm-hmm. and, and not. And you're allowed. I, I've, I've come to the defense of many things in this podcast, in these podcasts. Like, Okay. Well, w- when you said that, you know, that my, my severe dislike of Hey Hey, uh, like it does have grounds because Hey Hey does nothing. Mm. He does absolutely nothing throughout the film. But and you also don't like characters who are solely comedic use. True. Time. And that's the entire point of his character is to be funny. Yeah, but he's not funny. Hmm. Not to you. No, he's not funny to me. Um, I found him hilarious. Okay. We will disagree to agree to disagree on that. More on that particular comments on our top 10 sidekick episode. Yes. <laughs> when he tore into Hey Hey. Yes. And obviously one day when we get to Moana. Yeah, we'll so. get there. We'll get there when we get there, like we say in another podcast. Yes. So... The, the fact that you have these three characters be like, they do fill the, the primary role of a princess sidekick in a way to help the princess along in her journey or get her to, from A to B or help her in that process. And they, they, do, they do that job, I wouldn't say incredibly well, but they do it you know in a pseudo-fashionable way. Um... um yeah, so the the fact that these characters do have a they're they're they do have a you know a, a primary purpose to help our princess get you know to to the end of her her destination to, to the end of the journey, mm-hmm. and they they do that they execute that very fairly well, and um, yeah, just be like now there again be like, I'm not going to say these are the the top tier of sidekicks. Of you know sidekicks from mm-hmm. animation, but they they do their job. They do their job fairly well. That's all I'm going to say. I guess really what it comes down to is while the sidekick character yeah is ultimately not a needed character because you could tell the story without them. In some cases, yes. In, in a lot of cases, I would think. Yeah, I mean, Beauty and the Beast would be a little bit harder because it'd be a bit boring. But yeah, take uh, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Would, yeah. Sleeping Beauty would be like a. 45 minute film. Yeah. With other mice. Granted, I agree with you. I mean, Cinderella? Cinderella's uh, sli- the one with the mice. Yeah, Cinderella. I'm sorry. Sleeping Beauty had an owl. That is true. Sorry. Wrong movie. <laughs> uh, I guess that's what it comes down to is those characters, while they don't, they feel like they serve a purpose. Okay. I don't think these they serve any purpose other out of the out of the uh, jail at the end of it. Okay. That's the primary thing they accomplish. They, they're able to get her out of the So my second dislike uh, kind of goes along with one of your points you brought up. Mm-hmm. That of Puffin just coming out of nowhere. His story, his origin is, is actually told in the special features. And it's kind of weird. spot for it, by the way. Yeah. Not, it's, it's, not it's, in the movie where no, you want to see it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like what uh, The Rise of Skywalker did. With uh, all the questions that brought up and didn't answer in the movie, they just throw it in the novelization. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So I'm going to go with the the story problems. Okay. The load of story problems that I, you know. Now, this is more me nitpicking the crud out of this film. Okay. I like how you can still say nitpick review, but anyway. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
Okay, the one, if if we were going more historical, more of historical accurate. Now, great, this is a kid's film. The, oh, let's, let's, let's have these two children fall in love and get married and hopefully our... T- our two kingdoms would reunite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Historically, that would never would have happened. That would have been no, they'd have been forced into marrying. Forced like to marry no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so, be like that was kind of a very weird nitpick that these two people would say we need to get these two together. So let's get them together during the summers for they can fall in love with each other. And by the chance, by the grace of God, for some reason, that these two come together. And they wind up not coming together, but then ultimately coming together, mm-hmm. which is so incredibly odd <laughs> that it's well, like, it like, be like, it's, it's, it's the, be like, you are taking the most enormous risk of spending 18, 18, 17 years mm-hmm. of the, of these two characters trying to get to know each other, which, you know, visually they don't, they don't get along no. at all. And if we're being perfectly honest, they would have been better off. Waiting until they were old enough, until yeah. they were of age. Yeah, exactly. And then saying, "Hey, we got this person we want you to meet," and they go, "Oh, really? Is she cute? Oh, yeah, she's cute looking. Is he good looking? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that would have made more that sense. Made more sense. Yeah, they would be more likely to fall in love off the bat. Instead, let's give them twelve summers of hating each other. Yeah, to exactly. Grow into this relationship. <laughs> That'll make it go fine. Yeah. It's really it's it's the most oddest way in the planet to actually be like. I understand if you're you're two care if you're two young people because I I know I know two people that they were they were childhood sweethearts. Be like they they were two if pizza it, and a pods when they were kids. If it works that way, but by that first summer, yeah, and it didn't it was obviously not going to work out. Yeah, it's like eh, maybe we gotta hold off. A little bit. Yeah, but apparently come back later. Yeah, let's 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 reassess this and come yes. back to it. Nope, let's do it every summer. It's like from I think what is it? Uh, you know, from from June to September. Yeah, it's like you know that's a good way to make me not be happy with a person. Yeah, exactly. And the, and then the fact to be like, especially if I didn't like him when I first met him. Yeah, exactly. Force me to hang out with these people for. Uh, three, four months mm-hmm. for 10 years. And you know, they can't go out and see other kids. Yeah, exactly. Is, they are stuck with each other. Those three kids are stuck with each other. Yeah. Bromley shows up too. Yeah. I like the name Bromley. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, that, that is such a odd way to get kids or get young people to fall in love. Be like, Oh, you're stuck with each other for an entire summer for, you know, 12 to 18 years. Oh, yeah. Or 17 years at that point. Perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Not. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So, to go into my second point, Rothbar loses his power, yet he still has magic and is very powerful. (laughs) Yeah, that's not explained very well. No, it's not. Here's the thing. I think probably what happened was uh, the magic he had been working on up to that point fell through for obvious reasons because the king found out what he was doing and kicked him out. Yeah. So, obviously, he would have restarted wherever he got exiled to. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Swan Lake. Mm-hmm. The evil and dangerous Swan Lake. Yeah, I'll bring that up in a minute. <laughs> so, I can see him... The hag is probably what helped him the most because traditionally, a hag is the term we would normally use for the word witch. Yeah. 
And the fact that he's got one of those just hanging around for, once again, no apparent reason other yeah. than he needs a minion to cackle to. Yeah. Uh, Villains need sidekicks. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I would bet he, she helped him get back up on his magic feet. I, I would presume so, but mm-hmm. when when Rothbard is banished, it's to be like you 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 you've taken my power away from me, and yet he he can turn into the great animal and do all these but amazing he, illusions. But he can't do. We don't know if he's able to do that immediately. You have to remember, there's eight years from when he's banished, true, to when he attacks there the carriage and steals yeah. Odette. Yeah, agree with you on There's that. There's enough time for Odette to go from being a baby to a beauty. Yeah. Let me rephrase. Because I just thought of this. There's enough time for her to go from being a baby to a babe. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would agree with you on that. The it's just, it was so weird because it'd be like he was told you would be like I you would like it, I, not- I lost my power and yet he's still very powerful. But we don't actually see that immediately after he's no, powerful. He has, no, we don't. At that point, he has lost his power. That doesn't mean it's gone for good. Yeah. He's able to get it back. Yeah. It's not... They didn't seal the power away. That was the problem. They just yeah. took it from him. Yeah. Anyway. Either way. Yeah. I can't it, believe I have to defend this movie to you. Y- yeah. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> Bravo, my friend. Bravo. <laughs> anyway. Either way. So, uh, me going into more... Okay. This is a point where it gets weird. Okay. okay, so I mentioned. Wait, 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 wait. This is the point where it gets weird. Oh no, no, no! Be like, yeah, it gets a little just funky, just, weird. It, not till this point. No, be like, not. You know what I mean? You like, know, I'm gonna fight you over this. Like, no, this movie is weird from the get go. <laughs> okay, well, it gets weirder. Let's say that. Okay. Okay, so in the extra features, they they have uh, Odette's uh, book of her favorite friends. Which is her, her, her three, you know, psychic characters, and the first one would be like the one at the very bottom has Poppin. Well, apparently, be like he he's born to some Poppins, and apparently they want to give them the most unique name ever, call so him Poppin. They name him after who they are. Yeah, Poppins. he's a Pokemon people. Yeah, exactly, and one of the poorly named ones too. Okay, so apparently, okay, so Poppins origin story is it's interesting to say the least it's puffin by the way puffin poppin okay like he's poppin fresh <laughs> at least he doesn't have a rap that amen to that <laughs> okay puffin. puffin puffin so puffin's origin story is interesting so he he learns to fly and then he wants to go to explore the world and he finds his way to the japan and so in Japan, he becomes like, you know, friends with the emperor, and he learns uh, karate, and are he's a beloved me, character. Are you telling me that this is a prequel to Kung Fu Panda? Maybe, <laughs> just maybe. Okay, so, so Puffin decides he's going to leave Japan and go back to Ireland. So he starts flying back. And this is word for word of the character Odette saying this. So Puffin is flying back to uh, Ireland where his family is. Where all of a sudden her, uh, brace yourself people, her, her evil uncle Rathbar shoots him and brings him down. Rathbar is her uncle. No, he's not. Yes. Uh, according yes. to the information, he is. 
Yeah, weird, right? That makes this incest. <laughs> he, he wants to marry her to become the rightful king. Yes. That's incest. Yeah, I'll agree with you. That's that's why it was like, this it's gets like, weirder. I was like, I, 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 I quite literally... Yeah, okay, so... Okay, okay, let me, let me stop you. Let <laughs> okay. me stop you. I don't okay. care if this is called canon or not. Okay. This, what, what you are talk, telling me... Yeah. None of that was checked out by someone who actually knew the, the story. Apparently. The story Apparently. Bible for this movie. Okay. They just, they just said, we got to come up for a reason why this penguin shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, okay, he went to Japan. Yes. Learned Kung Fu. <laughs> and while he was coming back, her... Oh, what is Rothbard? Her uncle? Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, her uncle. uncle. Not not his Lord Chamberlain, which is what he was. Not the guy whose his entire job is to be the evil vizier. Yeah. He's essentially Jafar. But yeah. no, he's not that. He's her uncle. We're going to have... <laughs> hey, I'm that's... telling you, there was no QC. I, 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 I'm, no not surprised. On this. I'm, I'm not There's surprised. I'm not surprised. There's no way this... If, if this is really what happened then I understand why the movie doesn't talk about it because that will get you a higher rating on with the MPAA. Just, just a bit, just a bit. I, I don't remember if we actually do get uh, Rothbar's title in the movie, with within canon of the movie. I think in the, at the very beginning they say he's like an advisor or something like that. Yeah. But... Something anyway. like... Anyways. So, Bill, I... I, I, I whole, that whole first part goes by like a... Like a blur because it's like here's three thousand bits of information we yeah. need you to get in five seconds. Yeah, it's like no. Moving on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I heard that and I was like, wait, stop it, go back, read it myself because I had the audio playing. And I was like, okay, definitely someone was not checking their facts when they did this. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a very so okay, this is very bizarre. But either way, so. Now you know um, why I stay away from these sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, right? It's like, you people didn't check this. No, they didn't. All right. So. I just thought it was very awkward, very mm-hmm. odd. So the the other one, um, Derek proclaiming his everlasting love for the fake Odette. It is a little drawn out. Yeah, just a little because bit. Because they got to make it, they got to add tension to the scene. It's like, is she going to find a, a window that's actually open? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. She's gonna find it with before he says it's like he's just gonna see a goose fly in. He doesn't know that that goose is Odette. Yeah, swan, swan, goose, whatever. whatever. The great animal, <laughs> which Derek is, is like. And honestly, as stupid as Derek is, I could think of, <laughs> oh no, the great animal made it into the go- into the ballroom. Kill it, kill it with fire. <laughs> Okay, that that's that's just too funny there. <laughs> All right, so we have Derek proclaiming the his everlasting love for Odette, who isn't Odette, which is his you know Rothbar's crony. In disguise, you think the black and red dress would tip him off? You would think so, but it makes it obvious to me. Which is obviously because we never see Odette wear anything but blue and white. True. After she becomes an adult, yeah. And also, we that's, never see the edgy black and red goth Odettes that the hag is. Yeah, that would have been interesting. A, a, a little teenage goth, <laughs> teenage goth version. <laughs> but um, and why not? It fits all the other historical inaccuracies in this movie. True. Uh, the the fact that Odette is there in uh, in swan form 
and hears it be yes. like and be like Derek D- Derek doesn't know that it's it's a it's a it's a fake and Granted, so I give him this like he had no way of knowing that really wasn't Odette yeah and plus Odette was actually there yeah and so it should have worked but he was proclaiming his love to Odette he didn't know this was actually a fake Odette he's gonna be like two yeah fake Odette um uh, so yeah I, just, I I find that so complexing the fact that like Oh, she died, yet she heard him, you know, say his everlasting love for her, and yet she still died. <laughs> Which because, because uh, it wasn't the real Odette. It's the real Odette. She's like, uh, it's a pretender. Here's the thing: she dies, quote unquote. Quote unquote. He doesn't die. She comes back immediately yeah. upon dying. Yeah. She doesn't. Die. She slips into a she coma. Slips into, it's like she, her grief may cause her to pass. Out, yeah, she faints. Which is about all it really is. But she is not dead. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, it's just, and my my cream of the stunts would be Swan Lake Castle. Okay, we we. You mean the tower and hallway? That's all it is. With yeah. Du- with with one little dungeon. Yeah, apparently that's all we see of a Swan Lake Castle. And it's a ruin. Yeah, it's a ruin. Even it's a, at the end when they dress it up and it looks all fairy tale like at the end it's like it's still a ruin. This is please, <laughs> both of the castles that we saw for both Prince Derek and Princess Odette at the beginning of the movie were huge. Yeah. This is a five room apartment. <laughs> all right. So the, okay, this is the this place. Is a rundown shack in the middle of the woods. True. Just happens to be made out of stone. Pretty much with a with pond. one tower. Yeah, with a pond in the middle of it. Yeah, the evil and dangerous and dark and incredibly dangerous Swan Lake. Yeah. Oh, so, you know that's the name of this episode. Yeah. The <laughs> dangerous and dis- and the dark and dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> that's your title, people. Uh, so. Odette is held captive there for we don't know how many years. Well, like I'm saying, a couple less of years, year. less than a year or something like that. And I'd love so, to know what happened to her father, King William, because if he died, the the kingdom had to go to somebody. Yeah, who's 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 Doesn't running at that if, point? Because because as far as they know, Odette is dead, dead. So if there's no heir to the kingdom, the royal vizier took over. Rothbard couldn't go and take over that. He's already banished. Yeah, we don't see anybody else running that kingdom. Well, historically, characters have been like when a king died or got sick would come back. No, there would be a a line of succession, right? But at the same time, the minute King William exits the movie, yeah, oh, we see nothing of that entire kingdom. No, we don't. It's it's all Derek's. Other than uh, if I if if you marry me, Odette, I will become rightful legal king of Prince William's kingdom. Okay, whoop-de-doo. Yeah, so if if we were to go by the very bad information we got from Poppin's Puffin. story, Puffin, Poppin's story, uh, he would be king, probably. By by which all right, he would. He he, he doesn't he have doesn't to marry Odette. <laughs> so so this well, whole thing he was of, exiled. Yeah, he was exiled, but then he could come back and claim the claim the claim the crown. But either way, either I way, I would also like to point out another little thing. Well, that's not my third dislike. Okay. This is just a weird plot point that I'm noticing. 
He has the ability to turn her into a swan. Correct. He doesn't have the ability to hypnotize her. Apparently not. I don't. I don't know about you, but the ability to force some, essentially brainwash Odette. Yeah. Was got to be a lot easier than let's physically turn you into an animal. Yeah, that's true. Just because how because how powerful uh, Rothbart is apparently. Like he ought to be able to do a lot of stuff that he right. I mean, heck, he completely transforms the area for a short time into a paradise. Yeah. He can do delusions, uh, illusions. Why can't he? You know, why, you know. Why can't he trick her into marrying him? Exactly. Well, unless she's like that strong-willed. Anyway. Yeah. Either way. So going back to my going back to my point, the uh, your very long point. Yes, my very long point. The the fact that when Derek and Odette get married, where's the place they go and settle? Swan Lake Castle, the yes. place of where she was held captive for a year or so. Why on earth would someone agree? Oh, this sounds like a perfect place. You know this is where I was held captive. Oh, this would be a beautiful home. I don't know. Think. Anyway, now that you've thrown four dislikes into your second dislike. <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're just story points that were just like, what the heck? <laughs> Let me make it simple for you with my third dislike. Okay, go for it. Here is my third dislike. Let it rip. This movie was not made for adults. No. Let me explain. Okay. Because I know that sounds like, well, of course it's not made for adults. It's made for kids. It's made for, it, it does not push kids to think. Let me, let me get to it. Uh I am of the point, my, my thought process has always been, with a movie or with anything, you don't, you should not talk down to kids. Agreed. You should never talk to them like they're stupid. Right. Obviously, they're not going to be intelligent. They're not going to know everything, but many kids are intelligent. Right. And you should at least respect them enough to, while you understand they're going to make mistakes... At least treat them like they are, like they know what they're talking about, even if you have no idea what they're talking about. Right. And when it comes to a story like this, you should never think, "Oh, the kids aren't going to get it unless we spell it out for them." I feel they made this movie so simple, not because they, for an artistic reason, not because they thought it was a good choice. Because it's like, we're making a movie for kids, so we've got to make it to where kids will understand it. And I disagree with this point entirely. I don't know if that's what they were doing. Okay. And, and here's the main problem I have with this. Not just because I'm an adult, but when you start down the path that says that ends with, that starts with, we're making this for kids, so it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be, intelligent we need to put it on their level when you start at that down the path at that point the end of that path is always who cares the kids are going to watch it if you put it in front of them true now i don't think this movie gets quite down to that point by the end of this movie right because there are seven other movies <laughs> for them to get into <laughs> yes that. yes um and i'm sure it does hit that point down there somewhere but there's a point in this. It's like they knew they weren't going to be Disney quality. So they didn't try to be Disney quality. Mm -hmm. That's where this movie fails. Ultimately, they 
at some point in the creation of this, it felt like they stopped trying to be great. And here's the thing. Even if they couldn't be Disney quality, even if they had a subpar budget, that never stopped Don Bluth. Because mm-hmm. Don Bluth did not have the best budgets no, with a lot of these he movies. Didn't. And at the same time, even though I had problems with Anastasia, I had some problems with some of the other ones we did, I will not sit here and tell you that those movies did not try their best to be the best movie they could be, even if I disagree with some of their choices. They at least tried to be great. They tried to play at quote-unquote Disney level. Yeah. I'm not saying Disney's great all the time. We did just talk about a, a some problems Disney had with Robin Hood last week. Mm-hmm. But Disney does kind of set the bar with this stuff. And with princess stories, they wrote the book on how you make these movies because they had it sewn up for years before anyone tried, tried to put a movie back on the, try to make a movie like that. Mm -hmm. But instead of looking at what came before and aiming to be as good as that, they made a kid's movie. They didn't make a movie for kids. They made a kids movie, which it doesn't. That's ultimately where almost every single problem I can come up with for this movie comes down to is, like we said, there was very little quality control, especially Mm -hmm. on that one puppet story you came across. Yes. There's admittedly the animation is while it's slick. Yeah. It's because they knew they, they did not because they didn't try to push it. There's it fits well within the budget they were going for. It's it, from what I, it doesn't look like it went over budget. It looks like it was made cheaply because they knew they had a cheap budget and they did not try to push what they could do with what they had. And ultimately that's the problem with this movie is it's cheaply made. And at some point throughout most of this movie, you can tell a, the decision on what to do came down to kids will watch it. If it's put in front of them, let's, that's how this movie feels to me. I know people are going to disagree with me. So I guess if I'm really going to say, write down what my biggest issue with this movie is, it's only okay. And that in many ways for me is a bigger sin than trying, than, than failing at what you're doing. Because you did not try. You failed because you didn't try. And that's really what gets me. Because at least when you talk about some stuff like... Um, I'm trying to think of it like with Anastasia for me. Yeah. That movie failed for me because it never grabbed me. It never made me care about any of the characters, but the animation in that movie is good. It's great. It makes me, I, I'm interested in seeing where the movie goes solely for the animation. They tried their best to make that as great a movie as they could. They were pushing the envelope throughout all of Anastasia. Mm-hmm. This movie is not pushing the envelope. This movie is barely moving around underneath the envelope. They're playing it safe. They're playing it so safe that it just is something that happens. It's something yeah. that exists. And strangely enough, when that's all you do, that's worse. Because I almost lose... I don't have any respect for this as what it comes down to. I gotcha. So, because it's got an okay story. It's got an okay animation. There's a couple things they do that's like they tried, but ultimately I can say they really weren't trying. They were using animation techniques that were pioneered in Japan on tel- Japanese television at the, of the era previous to this. So it's really not that impressive when you know how everything else looked. It's just, 
okay. I got you. And that's not okay for me. <laughs> anyway, Understood. Uh, what's your third dislike? Well, I'll be. Like, I will. Do, I will agree with you on that. The the fact that they didn't put their full heart into it. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah, I, I can that's bl- the thing. What if the agree with you project, on that? Even yeah. if I don't like the movie, I will say, okay, yeah, y'all tried. Y'all did a very good. Job. I can tell you really got into this movie, and you were trying to make special. This didn't feel like a passion project. This feel like we need to make some money. We need to make a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Put this out. All right, good deal. Wow, that was really good. Very well executed. All right, so my number three is not going to be as uh, passioned as yours, but it's going to be... I was leading to a point. Yeah, you were leading to a very good point. Uh, or more conviction of this, mm-hmm. of this the, the, the flaw just, of error. I just want excellence in animation. Even yeah. if they don't make it, I want you to at least try. Yeah. My my third point, my third dislike, would be the animation errors in this movie. And there's it's so plentiful in this movie, it's not even mm-hmm. funny. Uh, you have uh, the one that drives me nuts when they do backgrounds. Be like, I'm I'm a I'm a background guy. I love when you do mm-hmm. excellent backgrounds, and the backgrounds in this movie are done very well, uh, for the most part. Uh, I believe this was the last animated movie to be done um, painted cell wise. Like it be, be, being hand painted, it was the last one ever done. Um, so I, I give over the movie in America anyway. Over here in America, and I think Japan had was Japan had kind of sort of moved away from it. But right, there was still a lot of sell time. Yeah, so there are I think two or three frames here and there that you can tell they literally did not. They dropped the ball on on this where you actually see where the frame is out of frame. Mm-hmm. And you see the the white background. It'd be like either it's slanted or you see the top or something like that. It's it irritated me. Mm-hmm. And uh there 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 are small animation errors all over the place, like I said before. The the fact of like when Odette is like a very a, a young child, mm-hmm. be like she has freckles. But then you have scenes where she doesn't have freckles. Mm-hmm. Or um like little scenes like that just be like and like looking at people, you know, writing reviews over it or something like that and pointing that out. It's like, Oh, I recognize that. Or, um, just, just the fact that, um, they like every anime, anime movie, there's going to be flaws. Yeah. And, uh, you're, you're going to have flaws like that. And so yeah. I just wanted to point out there, there are so, like very slight animation problems and some larger problems with this film. So that is my number three. Just like, okay. So that brings us to the end of our review. So we need to touch on our ratings for this movie. All right. I'm giving it a five. All right. That seems more than I kind of want to give it. But like I said, it's okay. And five for me is okay. It's not succeeding. Okay. By any stretch of the imagination, it is meh. This is a meh movie for me. Okay. I'm rating it a five. Okay. That's where we understand it. Middle of the road. All doesn't right. do anything horribly, and that's part of the problem. <laughs> like you said, be like they they didn't put their full heart into it. Right. Um, my my rating would be, um, heck, I'll give it. I'm gonna give it a six point five. Okay. Uh, there are parts of the film I enjoy, and and unlike a certain film we did before, of that I had like oh I'm gonna give this movie the benefit of the doubt. And 
in the course of the review, you completely changed my mind in this film, and I changed mm-hmm. it so dramatically. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was uncanny. Now with this, I mean, like, I didn't change it that much. I, I originally was gonna give it a seven, and so I gave it a six point five. Uh, there's parts of the film I really enjoy. There's some of the story beats I, I enjoy, um, and there's a lot of the film I don't like, but. I, I still enjoy this film. Um, I'm not going to say I'm. It's going to be one of those films I'm going to I'm going to watch uh, every year. It might be every couple of years. Watch it and maybe maybe glean something else from this film. But if you can, if you can, hey, there's there's always a diamond in the rough, or in, you know, or in this case, the very very rough diamond. Yes. Anyway, our fake diamond, maybe. Either way. So, yeah, I'll give it a 6.5. Okay. So, before we head into checking our next... we have some uh, stuff on the Facebook Yes, w- Yes, we do, actually. Uh, yeah. So, th- folks, if you want to have your stuff here, please uh, join us on Facebook Live on Tuesday night when we record the episode uh, and talk in the chat for it, and we will... And, and if you have something interesting to say and we like what it says, we will put it on... We will read it here in the show. This okay. is kind of a new feature, although we've been trying to do it for the past two weeks, and because <laughs> things keep messing up, which thankfully nothing's happened yet. Right. <laughs> okay. So from Elizabeth, she's uh, she's bringing up the point where you were talking about the uh, the sidekicks, mm-hmm. and her says be like, they are definitely the B team, but agree they serve their purpose enough. Laugh out loud, and then she goes, "But I agree." Okay. Okay. So. Jim brings Jim uh, Jim our co-host with the mm-hmm. uh, movie, movie of the, the week, week podcast. podcast. Go go check out that podcast if you want to hear more from us and my brother Jim. Uh, Things live action, yeah, about live action movies. Um, he says, "Don't let it's a kid movie be an excuse to not put in the work of making a good story." I'm glad me and Jim can agree on some things yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Or a quality product. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you on that. All right. So, yeah. Thank you guys for uh, chiming in. Yeah. So, now we need to pick our very next movie. And because uh, this was Jacob's pick, I get to roll this time. So, what I'll be rolling for is as such. I. Uh, at spot number one, we've got The Muppet Movie. It has been on the list for six episodes, and so if it does not get picked this week, it will start to grow. Uh, number two, on, on number two, we've got The Lego Batman Movie. It has been on for three episodes. Jacob, why don't you tell us what is uh, going to be on the number three slot? It would be Zootopia. All righty. And then on the number four, we've got Aladdin, which it has also been on for six episodes, so... I will have to figure out which one of these grow next week if one of these don't get picked. Number five, we've got Dragon Ball Z, The Dead Zone. Kamehameha! It's it's been on for two episodes. And then last but not least, at number six, we got Monsters vs. Aliens. It has been on for three. So, all right. So, before you roll, Mm -hmm. before you roll, Jim just piped up in the the comment again. All right, so this is Jim responding to your uh, your score for it mm-hmm. of giving it a five. 
This is what Jim said. I nearly lost it when you rated it a five, but then I remembered y'all do a 10 star system. <laughs> uh, you've got a point there. Yep. <laughs> it's right. it. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Thanks Jim. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and roll it for this. Okay. And right, the number so we is? A two, which is the Lego Batman movie. All right. So, Batman. Yes. We, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first sequel movie we've done to a movie we've already reviewed once. Yeah. And so it'd be like, uh, besides reaction movie, yeah. beside reactions, it'd be like, yeah, this is the first sequel. Well, so rock on. Next week will be interesting. So... Uh, if you d- did not listen to our review on the Lego movie, please go and check that out. Because yeah, it's really good. We will be spoiling it probably a little bit next week when we review the Lego Batman mm-hmm. movie. Not that there's really that much connection, but... <laughs> yeah, just Batman's in it. Batman's in it, and, and stuff happens. But yeah, right. Uh, we will talk about that next week. So join us then. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. On Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. And on Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L. L.